This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Over the past few months, David Devinish and Colin Barron, alongside Tim Simmons, have been recording a new series called Change for Growth Movement Leaders, which will be released this Friday, the 4th of March. In the course, they share their experiences of the handing over of movements from the founding fathers to a new generation, while also bringing through next generation leaders at various points during the movement's development. This podcast episode is a bonus conversation where they discuss redefining success. Start the full course over on the broadcastnetwork.org this Friday. Well, welcome to the Change for Growth uh, training course. We're looking at uh, Change for Growth with movement leaders uh, or movements particularly. So going from uh, the leader, one leader of a movement handed on to um, the next person who's coming through, whether it's the next person, next generation even. Uh, and today we're, we're kind of talking about really the, when the leader has taken over the new leader and they are thinking about what is going to happen next. What do they want to do? Vision for the next phase even and, and how that is processed. Um, and so we've, we've talked about it. We kind of called it redefining success. Um, really is that the success of the old way of doing things actually now you you want your own version of success or fruitfulness or you have things that you want to go well and maybe cultural changes or projects and programs whatever it might be um, how you do success Um, and so how you process that through and really we're talking about what what is their vision for this next phase and, and how they do that. Um, so I have David Devonish and Colin Barron uh, here with me, and we will discuss that. Uh, and the first thing I wanted to ask you two about this is um, I think the, the leader, perhaps in wanting to take over, has maybe been sitting on it for a while, has been getting ready to go. So probably has a good idea in their minds. These are the things that I would like to do and like to see happen. And perhaps has talked with a few of their key people. Um, but there probably needs to be a big discussion about what do you even mean by success? What your team thinks would be a success? Um, If you have a movement of churches, what the different church leaders or other kind of important stakeholders in the movement, what do they even think of success? Having gone through transition, them thinking actually this would be a big victory for us. Um, And there may be any number of different thoughts and, and patterns in there um so so colin i'll go to you first uh, how, how do you define that what success is yeah that's, it's really interesting because uh, having been involved <clears throat> in a few movement changes and uh, and also a lot of uh, churches that have gone through leadership changes it's interesting sometimes when you ask kind of a leadership team you know what their vision is what they think success is it it could come out numerical it could come you know we've we've had two three hundred new people or we've started some new things or we've sent so many people overseas often it's um in those sort of terms if you ask you know, a church member what success is it's sometimes my kids are looked after well i really like it here and you know, and although they they would nod to some of the numerical stuff, in a sense, the, the thing that's successful for them could be that they're looked after or they've got friends. Um, they feel like it's stable. 
And some other people might, will say, yeah, we're doing all these things. We're going here, going there. And I think the same is in the movement, that actually uh, people feel that the movement's successful for a number of different reasons. They're not just the headline ones. In fact, they're often not the headline ones in, in reality. And so, you know, in terms of uh, being in a movement uh, for us, it's that we've got accessibility to, you know, to, to some of the decisions that could be uh, one. I know, you know, we, you know, feeling cared for is, is another. I don't know, Tim, for yourself, what you would think, uh, you know, be for you as, as part of a movement. Yeah, I mean... As, a, as a, a church leader in a movement of churches, and I'm not particularly in the, the centre of the movement, uh, for me it is connectivity to, to people who um, make decisions and get things done. And I think really kind of uh, bottom level, my kids love going to a big youth event. Um, and, and actually, for me, that's really important. Yeah. And the other stuff is important like the church planning and stuff. I want to see that happen, but it doesn't really have any real world effect on me at all, which is a bit self-centered, but um, yeah. So it is funny when I think, well, how do I want my movement to succeed? Well, these things happen are really good for me and my church. I want them to keep happening. Um, so, which would probably be a different answer to the people who lead it. So it is very interesting. David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is ever so important in terms of... Um, the different perspectives so youth in a movement how how do they think and to be honest if the great youth events carry on that's great for them yeah um if the uh you know people with young families if they if their local church does not have a huge children's work it's when we're together is there a great children's work mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so there will be lots and lots of perspectives. Um, also, uh, it varies according to different parts of the world. So if I'm, uh, if the movement is church planting in the Middle East, then success is that they've got a few church plants up and running, maybe how, uh, one or two multiplying house churches, and uh, it may not look absolutely great in terms of um, overall numbers of churches. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's all sorts of different factors. Um, also, it depends if the, if the leadership team, for, so from their perspective, it's almost, well, what is it they want to achieve? Is it, yes, we want to, you know, if it, this will be on my heart, to break through into completely new countries and new people groups and all that sort of thing. And for me, therefore, success would be that we've done that into a few people groups, whereas to other people, it'd be the number of churches planted or the number of social action projects achieved. So all that does need talking through and uh but remembering that for most of the churches that were part of the movement previously it's that the good of it is retained and a few extra things are added which make me even feel more motivated and, and more connected yeah um and so and where where someone's been a relational father of a movement and the next person to to take it over is perhaps much more up going for objectives 
you might go for the objectives and then lose some of that. And so you have to think, okay, is there anyone on my team that if I'm not really wired that way, but if God's called me to lead it, are there people on my team so we can make sure that the pastoral care of leaders, the, you know, being able to just chat things over, mm. being easily accessible, mm. you know, these things matter. You know, people, I mean, church lead, uh, movement leaders you can never get hold of because you have to, you know, wait in a queue and you don't have their direct number and all that sort of thing. Well, that's some people's style. It's not mine. But but then you, if you are that sort of leader, fine. But make sure there are those that are doing the others. So you have to you have to measure success in things that you wouldn't necessarily be wired to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, I'd imagine as well. Uh, that there is I mean we see this in our own church but where there is uh, the movement is multicultural multinational the understanding of what a leader is and does is is also quite complicated so and even the understanding of what a successful leader is and and how they define so um, so there would need to be some kind of cultural learning as well I would imagine as uh, when you're thinking okay let's redefine success so um yeah, white, white British. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, as I reflect on it, I can remember one of the key leaders in a in a, another nation was talking to me. You know, I'm trying to wean him on to other people now because of the the changes I've made in my personal ministry, and it's quite difficult because he just says, "I can talk to you, David, because I trust you." because you've been around 20 years and you've always come, you've always come and you've stayed in my home. And he said, I, I can't say this to other people, but I trust you. Now I'm not saying that to blow my own trumpet. It's just you know, trust being built up internationally really takes time, particularly in certain cultures where really what you achieve isn't the main thing. It's whether you're trustworthy to them. And so you've got to think that way. And, and I know things sometimes go wrong when change is implemented, but there isn't yet trust established in the people making the change. Now, that might not apply in the West, but it certainly applies in certain other parts of the world. And if you're I think, a national movement, you've got to really think of these things. I think, David, it probably applies universally. I think it's there's certain cultures that see that you trust it's how <coughs> how people get trust yes and so for some people it is that you've stayed in their home a long time but the yeah. the, the whole thing of, of of gaining trust um i think is as universal it's, yeah. it's how quick that's can uh, be gained and uh, in um, in what way i think yes. that's uh, that's that's very true i mean we were uh, we're talking about our local church and handover and um and someone said uh, when I, we, I was just uh, talking about it said we trust you colin yeah yeah i think they said you haven't lied to us or uh, yeah, I forgot what the word was Tim, yeah. something like that it was like you've always told the truth yeah and that was um, that that was a high level of trust and so said okay i'm happy with the change yeah. there was that trust issue was massive really 
So what it, I mean, so one of the measures of success actually is that trust is able to be carried on yes. largely. I mean, there'll always be one or two that never adapt, but largely carried on into the next generation of leadership. Mm. So, yeah. So let's assume a church movement of, let's say, somewhere between 50 and 80 churches in the UK and maybe um, some impacts on a global scale as well, um, churches internationally. Uh, new person is coming through to lead. How do, how do you build that trust? I mean, it's a, you, you may be well known within the movement anyway, because you've been in it for a while, but people now suddenly are going to look at you a bit differently. Um, perhaps internationally, people are now looking at you with some expectation in the UK as well. So uh, what, how do you begin to gain that trust? Colin, I'll go to you first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would expand it because I think it's very similar in all parts of the world. It's just yeah. uh, in, in, in sense with that sort of number yeah. uh, uh, of churches. I think you shouldn't assume too much. I, I think you to actually to get a, a, a what I would say in a sober assessment yeah. <laughs> of Thanks. actually what uh, what trust levels you've got and what's. Um, and where people are and I think that's where having you know people to feed back to you you know what people are saying you know so being having a, an ear to the ground on literally uh, where you are in terms of the understanding of the movement mm -hmm. and that will vary and because sometimes you 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 can get voices that are well you get two types of voices sometimes you get the very negative <laughs> Um, or you get the people who are so friendly with you that they're they they you know they're they're wanting to go fast if you understand I mean they they mm. they're, they're pleased you're taking on come on let's you know these are the things we know need changing yeah so, so I think so getting a very real understanding of where you might have to put invest some time in the short term to actually you know help trust levels help people feel connected with you personally so i would say that so i would say getting a very good <laughs> measure mm. of uh, where you are in the movement in terms of what people feel about you mm. and uh, and that, that, that and so that takes a bit of time and takes a bit of self-awareness as well and it takes some vulnerability i think david yeah. but yeah, an openness to listen to people that perhaps you hadn't hadn't been one of your counsellors before. Yeah. So particularly in in, in a cross cultural context, sorry I go on about that, but it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know you, people don't often wouldn't say to your face, well we're not we're not sure about you, but you just need those that can interpret how people are feeling, mm. and yet. There's also a, um, there's also a realization everywhere that everything just can't stay the same. So I don't want to overplay that. Yeah. Uh, but but you do need and you need you need team people who are strong in that as well. Yeah. So strong in the relationship with people. So you know, yes, you need to change the team, but almost as if people hardly notice you know because the the people they related to are still around yeah even if they're in a different role do you, yeah. do you understand it's yeah um 
uh, and success. So I can't. Oh no! I'm going to move on to something else then. No, it's fine. I, I guess I was thinking as you're talking. Um, it sounds very time-consuming. <laughs> so there is there is a very big job there in. Like if you're the new person through now, we, obviously we take, we're kind of taking the scenario quite cold because the new leader it very likely was on the team and had been around for years as well. So there's probably a, a whole bunch of work that has been done. Yes. Um, so I, I guess in part of redefining success uh, in that you're going to learn what people, what, what's going to help people to trust you. Now, for some people, it will be, for some people, it will be well-organized prayer days. Yeah. for example, that they know that they can turn up to and it will be good. And there can be, right, okay, that's fine. This still works. And yeah. for others, it will be the, the personal connection and the phone call. There's a guy I know who phones me and phones all of the kind of churches he's responsible for, phones the leaders about once a month, they get a phone call and a new guy joined the movement and he just couldn't believe it. He was like, he phones me and wants to know about my kids every, uh, and for him, it was just, sky high trust of him like really very quickly um so yeah so there you you kind of have to learn what it what people's trust buttons are i suppose don't you yes you do and you have to make sure they're pushed but without you having to do all the pushing otherwise you just wear yourself out yes so um you know I, i know there are those that function in the way that you describe i personally that's not how I've established it. I've established it because when I'm there, I help them. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's, 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 it's different in different contexts, but I think therefore also who commends you that is trusted helps. Um, I know in our catalyst transition, the fact that people from different parts across the the catalyst spectrum all spoke up saying how they supported Simon and felt it was right, different ones of them would have an effect in different people. Mm. Do, do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, so, um, and so the new leader doesn't have to talk to everybody, otherwise it'd just be, yeah. be overburdened. But he also has to understand that unless that's established somehow, people aren't going to come with him when things change, when you know, change is needed, as it usually will be. Yeah. No, I think that's good. So it's good to look back, Tim. I think that's basically and to actually yeah. have a good assessment. But also, in a sense, people do want to know where they're going. I think that's uh, yeah. you know, there's uh, um, and I think uh, that is then kind of uh, a, a, a tricky but important. So there's something of personal conviction of the of the team leader. There's something of a corporate feel of the team, yeah. And uh, and I think uh, uh, I think in a movement in particular, I think the team is. It's, I believe in team anyway, and I believe in so in yeah. a sense. I, I don't know if it is in so important in movement, but breadth is important. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so it, so there's so, so I think one of the things is there'll be some personal convictions of a leader. Yeah. So, you know, if it was me taking on, you know, a, a sphere, and, uh, my age, that's not going to happen. Um, but it, it, would, it would bound to have church planting yeah. as part of it. You know, it would, it would almost, uh, you couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it without yeah. 
that because it's who I am. But of course, that's only part of what a movement brings and other people bring uh, other aspects to it. And that's, so it's, it's, it's actually getting the next vision, <laughs> the next phase uh, that actually people feel are going somewhere. Mm. That's, that's broad. The thing, the thing I would add is the flexibility to respond to serendipity, i.e. what happens. Mm. So I know, again, for the movement I handed over, Catalyst, when the pandemic started, the fact that an initiative was taken to support uh, famine relief at first because so many all over the world uh, in our movement churches were not too worried about the pandemic but about the lockdowns because it couldn't work and the fact that money was provided and then money was provided to um, start businesses has massively increased the respect for the movement as a whole in those countries and so they're always talking about it and you know, some countries I go to, I'm surprised, you know, as they give out this aid, they've got Catalyst T-shirts, which we didn't produce. They produce them because they're, they're saying we're part of something that's, we're part of a family that's going, and, and uh, you might say, well, that didn't come out of strategy at all. It came out of Holy Spirit-led response to something that you hadn't actually expected. Yes, yes. And if you seize those moments, it's amazing. And so, you know, it wouldn't have been anyone's five-year plan for the development of the movement. But, and it needn't be a pandemic, it could be other things that arise. It could be a persecution in a particular place or all sorts of things it can be. But knowing when to respond to what actually is happening and being spirit-led in that is massive for achieving things for the movement as a whole. Yes. So big crisis moments, actually, uh, they give you an opportunity um, for, for uh, gaining trust, but also for you, you're, you're defining a bit of your success there. So yes, the Catholic right. example, it, some success is clearly defined that we love the poor. So that's, a, that, so that's, that's been done without even having to say it. Yeah. Um, which would be, yeah, very important. Yeah, that's very good. You feel part of a family. Mm. Yeah. Because, because there's connections. They know the people for whom it's come. It's not just that a, an anonymous aid donor brought some cash. Yes. Massive for motivation as part of the family. And then others from who are able to, you know, got a bit more money and supply the funds, they get motivated as well. Mm. So you're you're right there. I mean, I, I underplayed it by saying it was care for the poor. It's a it's a family connectivity. Exactly. Issue. Actually, that would have been true in our church. Uh, people really gave loads of money to that particular offering yes, because, and part of it was they're in a church like us. It's just in a very different nation. They're, we're very similar. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I'll just go back to a comment that was made um, in terms of you, the, the new vision, redefining success and then bring it into your new team or, or bring it into the old team. Uh, and actually there is something there of the, you have to process this through the team that exists and, and perhaps realize this is the perfect team to take us forwards or this team is going to change. Um, and 
and also a lot of what we've been talking about really is is communication and uh, even the, the trust thing you you gain trust by uh, communicating effectively and you break trust by um communicating in short ways which aren't helpful to people uh, so so there's there's something to think about there isn't there so in terms of the the, the team thing and um how how does the new leader because you can start talking about vision but actually then it just it creates a new process to put through, doesn't it, with your team, more than it gives you the opportunity to implement the vision. Would, would that be fair, Colin? Um, I'm trying to figure out the question. Sorry, I've a number of troubles. Yeah, you so brilliant, Tim, that we didn't quite understand. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go with my brilliance as opposed to incoherence. Right, okay, you've got your team. It's the same team as the previous guy. Yeah, but you've yeah. got a new vision, uh, or, or you've got you've got that heart conviction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do you do? How do you process yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it depends how long you've been together with the team and how much it is in line with the previous thing. So I think you know uh, previous prophetic uh, words, previous kind of um, uh, initiatives obviously come to bear on on the news so if it if it's in line with that it, an, or an acceleration of that or an adjustment of that that's one thing if it's bringing a, a new thing into it um and you know over the years i've been in teams where for instance we had uh, uh, god spoke to us about the poor and that was a you know, big adjustment you know that uh, uh, not that we haven't been doing anything with the poor, but to make it front and centre yeah. <laughs> of of a movement. Yeah. And uh, um, so even what you were mentioning about that catalyst initiative through COVID actually was front and centre for what was, in a sense, established years before. Yes. So yes. It, 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 whereas I think there's an other initiatives that a team will want to bring in. Um, it may be, for instance, uh, let's just put a, a bit of a kind of uh, a, a, a curveball in. It may be that uh, to get churches now growing. So it may be that you look at the movement, you think actually it's a healthy movement, but actually, you know, most of the churches have really not changed size. We've planted a few, but a lot of stuck at maybe 100. <laughs> um, and so there may be a, a new initiative. How do we help churches break through? and grow now that that in a sense you can say well that's an obvious thing to do actually it could cut into many different um held um positions if i can use that because you know maybe bringing in new management you know maybe bringing in you know what i mean even the training looking at the whole training of a movement that may be theological but not leadership development if you, yes. you know and what I'm trying to say is suddenly bringing something like that in, I'm just using that as an example, um, depending how it's brought in, <laughs> can actually, um, and how much is it the, where the movement is, it's becoming more centred to the movement. Do, mm. do so some things can be positioned as a, <laughs> like a, a seminar on the side, mm. which is optional. Other things are, this is one of our four or five things that we want to achieve we, you know suddenly it's on the center table now that's a very different 
thing altogether. So let's just zoom it. That is a, a, a on the center. Then I think the communication, how it is uh, received, <laughs> um, is it seen as belittling what is there, <laughs> which is easily done, and we've seen that in the past. Mm. Yeah, um, how a good initiative can depower <laughs> a lot of people. Mm. So, so then that takes that is a you know that's a a, a fairly big. <laughs> project to actually help people see this is a you know this is a good thing and, and why it is i'm just using that as an as a, yeah, yeah. A, a a real example probably of yeah i mean it is a it is a huge thing because yes uh even the gift mix of the previous leader so if they're very theologically strong then much of the training will be theological um and so on and less strategic or less management or less how you manage your churches now you work with the trustees and all those sort of things but actually to to uh, and that may bring a certain sort of success for a while but then if you have to deal with some things and okay what was lacking then yes then winning people to really uh learn what was la lacking and as Colin said, just doing a seminar on the side doesn't actually do that because that the people that go to that are the ones that like that sort of thing anyway. Yeah. So you're preaching to the choir, but <laughs> the um, you you do need to look at that carefully and somehow say, okay, we are not dropping this. We're not. I'm, I'm using theology and management as examples. It could be other things. We're not dropping our essential theological framework but we do need to add this how do we do it mm. and that's quite a challenge mm. or it could be that the i mean you know to speak against myself it could have been all focused on reaching new nations reaching new nations sending people but actually we've got to really now make sure our base churches don't just stay at 80 to 100 but are actually growing if we are to be able to send more people and uh, those sort of things, you need to say, okay, we have to do a slightly different emphasis for a while. And uh, again, you would need to make sure, well, but we're not losing that, but we are stressing this. Yeah. And that's a skill. Yeah, it does. I mean, we're, you're talking about um, both examples there of significant cultural shifts, actually. Yeah. Uh, Organisational culture, and there's a lot of organizational memory there. So even the um, we, we'd like to help churches start to grow a little bit. Um, and we, we recognize that then perhaps they're they're largely staying the same. Uh, even that is a huge statement yeah. uh, that lots of people are going to hear in different ways. Your average pastor might think, brilliant, I'm desperate for help. Or they might think. I've been helping this movement for ages. And now you're telling me I'm not doing well enough. Yeah, so yeah. There's loads yeah, of things. Can happen. Of the condemnation. Yeah. And if you, if you, for example, ignore capacity issues, yeah. because not everybody has the leadership capacity for certain things. Yeah. So you've got to honor what doesn't, you've got to honor small churches whilst recognizing that 
some of those should, at least somewhere someone needs to grow a bit so that we can really increase our mission yeah yeah i mean that so again it comes a little bit back to the trust and the communication thing there i think there is um so there is trust in uh, so i would trust a movement leader that understood a little bit the the town that i lived in the church yeah. that i have and probably they would have, if they don't know me very well, they would have someone who knew me who yeah. would know that Tim has got this church to a hundred or so with some help that he could probably plant a church and yeah. there are the limits. Okay. Uh, and so, so that, then that, that helps you to build your culture much more fairly. Um, but there is, tr there's a big trust and then communication issue there, isn't there? Yes. But I mean, these are, you know, these are not hypothetical. <laughs> these are, these are real. And I think being able to reposition a movement, and that's fundamentally what it is a little bit in terms of the next phase. Sometimes then even defining success needs to be in, in um, and phases, I've used that twice, which is not yeah. clever, but so I was, I, I was thinking when we changed New Frontiers and we went into spheres, one of the things that, that was a negative was church planting in the UK. Yes. So effectively, we were a, a pretty successful church planting movement. And then when we actually changed and then we had lots of kind of disruption going on as, um, as, as leaders were finding their feet and, and churches, were, we probably had five, maybe 10 years, but definitely five years of almost nil church yes. planting. I mean, it was, I mean, that's an overstatement, but it, it definitely, um, uh, now it's actually accelerating. I mean, it's, uh, but what I'm trying to say is sometimes uh, in a movement, uh, uh, when, when significant change needs to come about, when a, a, a kind of an adjustment of the objectives, the vision <laughs> of the next phase, they there needs to be built in a good period of settlement, if I can use that term, that otherwise you actually then set, because you know, the title of this success, you, you might say success will be that we get five churches <laughs> up to uh, 200 or from 100, or I don't know what it is. But, but realizing actually the first two or three years might just be <laughs> helping people get over <laughs> The kind of change so actually it may it, it may look, take longer that's what i think what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. to get traction and that's quite difficult it's difficult in a local church with change because you need some wins yes you need some success as you're going through <laughs> some some small wins or the big one and uh if you so that yeah yeah also yeah. that what you referred to there, Colin, actually started once the process was being talked about, about multiplying. Yes. But it wasn't from the time that the previous leader handed over. It was from the time, if you take the three years before that, there was also little church planting because we were all focused on something else. And so that's a, quite a long period, actually, that... Uh, that that something that was very much core to our DNA wasn't wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, and as you say, you've got to have other good things. So it means that if you're 
maybe the new movement is gathering pastors again. They've got to be brilliant times yes. to compensate for the fact that other things aren't happening. So there are there are things that actually are doing all this good news about something that's happening in country X because of something the Lord is doing over there. And we we must try, we must give good publicity to those things to help people understand, okay, not everything is quite working yet as we'd wanted to, but there are some things that God is doing amongst us and that will help maintain motivation while we make that transition. Mm. Mm. Go on, Colin. Yeah, no, it's really, really important. And uh, because I think a lot of what we've done on these webinars um, are in a sense, steady as you go. <laughs> That's, I think yeah. that, I think we, you know, if you, I think that would be quite a, a an appropriate thing because changing a movement does take time, and I think we're we've emphasised emphasised that. But the reality is, we do need some short term wins and short term. So you know what I mean. So it's not because there's numbers of people are looking. Okay, well, what is changing? <laughs> what is working? And uh, so I think being able to communicate that is really important, being able to, to honour that, and as well as putting into progress and process the, the, the kind of strategic, if I can use that, mm. uh, adjustments that need to be taken. And I say just if it is to help churches grow and therefore uh, training has to change, that will take two or three years. If it is um, that certain leaders are deployed <laughs> to help churches, do you know, so there's a, a readjusting in the way that uh, traveling leadership works. Yes. Um, um, that will take time, you know, so and, and there needs, so there needs to be a game plan mm. that actually yeah. um, has some short term <laughs> celebrations in it. There's, there's also the coming together of the five ministries of Ephesians 4 are important in this way because you touched on that partly, Colin, and so did Tim earlier. Those who've got a translocal pastoral gift, you know, who are able, they, they, during a time of big change, if they are convinced and not cynical that the change is important, they are the people to keep lots of other church leaders. Mm content and happy with it yeah that's important so it, it can't all be done from the apostolic team leader you have to have that gift yeah the prophets need to be stirred up because there'll be things that god is now saying and people get motivated by that oh yeah okay yeah this is important um and so uh you do need the different gift mixes of the team more at a time when the apostolic thrust is changing it's weird you think yeah. okay that's the thing to emphasize but actually you need those other gifts working well during that time yeah i mean we're just going through haggai and um it's there massive change it was two prophets yeah then yes. working with zerubbabel working yeah. with joshua it, so there was a whole and it needed all the gifts and that's exactly True, yeah. and that's um, whole book of Haggai, isn't it? Yes. That, uh, you, you've, you've, you, it's not coming from Zerubbabel. It's, it's actually coming from Zechariah and Haggai. That's uh, 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 instrumental. It's very interesting 
interesting. The what you were saying there, David, and you, Colin, the like having your basically the right people not being cynical, uh, yeah. and those right people may not be on on the main team at that stage. Okay. So, uh, and it's a communication issue. So you, you talked about it in terms of Ephesians forwards. Absolutely right, but it's communicate. There's messaging, isn't there? That is coming from you potentially at that moment uh, while your your team is being um, well, you're, you're just finding your feet in the core team. But actually, having those people who have boots on the grounds with your church leaders, maybe running initiatives but aren't on the main team, having them happy. So it's almost the next layer beneath. Not yeah. even happy, connected, motivated, can yeah. see the good of the change, and yeah. that is your communication lines out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So important. when we say communication in today's world, and I'm OK, yeah. I'm old fashioned, but when we say communication in today's world, we're often talking about the quality of the literature we're putting out and all that sort of stuff. Actually, a lot of that doesn't get read. Yeah. Um, in the while you're in the churches or even in, you know, and so actually it's that tier of people who are willing to both buy into the change but also communicate that relationally with others. That's very, very important. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, in terms of it's, it's a bit of a matrix in the community. You need your, the points that are going to work well, which then all connects the whole thing up. And then you're right. It's a, a few good leaflets or, you know, bits with bits of information about new team members or what you're going to do actually can do worse for you than you think it's going to do. They can trip you up more than anything. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the communication of uh, of who you are yeah, exactly. through people, it, which is I, I, we've well we've we've done very well. So I'll draw it to close in a minute. But uh, just one final question to end from the other cent other side of the equation. And so the new movement leaders come in. They're they're beginning to process all all of this and movement of fifty to eighty or churches. And I am one of the pastors in this, and I am not. I'm not particularly high up the food chain, but I am one of your pastoring 80 to 100 odd people. How do I, with some distance between this change, how do I help? How am I helpful in this? You know, if you're the new movement leader, what am I going to be able to do, which is going to going to serve them and uh, is going to help them? Because, I, you know, sometimes we can be quite passive. It happens over there. I expect them to communicate with me and make me happy at some moment or put on the programs, but it's a two way street there. What, what can I do to be useful? I would say amongst your peers, because all pastors, all church leaders rather will have peers that they're with. It can, it, it can go one of two ways in change. It can be a peer group that is cynical or it can be a peer group that's full of faith and is willing to overcome some of the difficulties and issues yeah. in order to stand with the change. And I would say, don't get cynical, get full of faith for the change. Even if there's not, even if you're not 100% convinced about everything, trust that people are doing their best to get, get somewhere on it. That's very good. And I would say be proactive, Tim, because mm. I think sometimes they people feel like nobody's told me, <laughs> nobody's explained, and very few actually go and actually contact the main leader. Yeah. Contact one of the team. And uh, I would say 
that uh, that most team leaders actually, especially in a time of change, actually are, don't, are not shy, don't shy away from somebody who is who is in good heart. Mm. Then can I have half an hour with just yeah. a conversation with you? It would really help me. And I think so. I think exactly what Dave said, but I also say and I'd say that to a church member, actually, I would say it right through that in a sense, be proactive. Mm. Yeah. I think it's ever so important. It's very important that the key leaders, the team, the team leader, and some of his key people don't have a closed door policy during that time. You know, rather the reverse. Yeah. And though, and do do things. I mean, when 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 I, when we started having transition from Terry started Catalyst. I don't want to keep going on about this, but we had. We, we had big meetings of all the, of opinion formers, people who were mm. early buy-ins. Mm. And after the meeting, they'd all come to our house for a meal. Mm. Could be up to 30 people. Mm. And it was very important because you got then, none of the, all these people weren't going to be on the core team, but they were at least positive and mm. could spread that word around. Mm. And so that, that was just important. Yeah, very good. So it's getting to those early adopters Yes. And helping them. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, I think we will draw it to a close there. Just a really interesting discussion about how we how you define success, but also how you communicate new vision and actually begin to put some momentum into your movement, even if it's a slight adjustment or, or, or a more radical change and how best to how best to do that. So uh, thank you very much, David and Colin. And we will finish there.